Hey there, I'm Kevin Daisy. And I'm Eric Olson. You're listening to the Managing Partners Podcast, where we interview top lawyers about how they're growing their firms. All right, we are live. Everyone tuning in, welcome to another live episode of the Managing Partners Podcast. I got a special guest here today from Connecticut, Brooke Goff. Brooke, thanks so much for joining me. Happy to hear have you here and look forward to hearing your story. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it. I don't know how special I am, but we'll find out, I guess, right? <laughs> hey, you're on here with me. You're super special. That's true. It's true. It's true. That's right. It's true. <laughs> and, and Brooke is uh, in her beach house, which is a new uh, I am. investment for her. So very excited about that. So uh, that's super cool. Uh, tell us a little bit about that real quick, where uh, where are you located at? Um, so right now I'm in uh, Grant Long Point, uh, but I live in West Hartford, uh, Connecticut. I My office is West Hartford in Shelton, Connecticut, um, but we service the whole state. So now the, the, the beach house has come. Now there'll have to be an office in London, Connecticut, right? Which is the nearest city to us and all that good stuff. So Yeah, that's excellent. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. And um, so you're in Connecticut. Tell us a little bit about you personally and then kind of fold that into, you know, the firm, how many, uh, your staff, how many attorneys, practice areas. Sure. Um, So uh, we only practice personal injury and workers' compensation uh, in Connecticut and in most states. uh, Personal injury also encompasses sex abuse for kids or adults on the civil side, right? So um, I we we focus only on these personal injury and comp fields of law. So somebody comes to me with a real estate case or a family law case or whatever the case may be, we refer them out to a colleague as it's not something we do. Um, You know, it's we're very very busy, and personal injury, in my opinion, is one of the most evolving, changing uh, areas in the law. So I'm a big proponent of being, you know, the master of one, not the jack of all trades. So even even doing only this type of law, we're still crazy all the time. So and like I said, the laws are changing. Our names are on some of the law changes, which is great. So I feel in order to best service the clients, you really need to focus on one, you know, area of the law that you can become really, really, really good at. Uh, train and mentor young lawyers to become really, really good at, and then build your empire around that. So that that's what we've done. Um, I have offices, like I said, I service the state of Connecticut. I have an office in West Hartford. Uh, that's this, uh, you know, the the headquarters, I guess you'd say. And then we have an office in Shelton, Connecticut, as well. Um, and we're looking to be adding a third office shortly. Excellent, awesome. Um, so so you, you focus just on personal injury, and I know there's a lot of firms out there that may have a slew of. Uh, practice areas that they focus on. So you, you chose personal injury and you're you're all in. That's yeah. That's so if you if you look, for instance, if, if somebody says, oh well, personal injury, you know, some people list like we do, right? Motorcycle, car, dog bites, whatever the case might be. Um, in my in my uh, practice, like I said, all you will see on the site is personal injury, then a drop down list of all the personal injury cases we focus on, and then workers' compensation in those practice areas. So you won't find family, criminal, real estate, any of that good stuff. So I, I just I I can't. For me, if I'm a client, I don't want to hear that my attorney's leaving a closing to go post bond for a guy to then go to my 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 injury pretrial, right? So I I don't know. I just it's a thing. I don't know. Maybe it's I don't know, maybe it's just me, but that's how I've decided to grow the practice. Uh, it's worked, so there must be something good to it. So no, I, I love it. I, there, there's something to yeah. focusing and, and niching, and you can always be better. You're, you might have a you know, you might not be get as many cases, but you're you're focused and you're you're expert in the cases that you do take. So I love it. It makes a lot of sense to me. So uh, you know, obviously we do digital marketing. We have a huge well, we have a niche in law. So if we work with everybody, then 
we wouldn't be that experienced in it. So makes total sense to me. Uh, so next question, um, what are some of the biggest challenges that your clients face? And, and obviously they're reaching out to you or other firms. Uh, you know, what is some of the biggest challenges they face other than just the injury itself, of course, but obviously they're, they know they need to make a call, but what's kind of going through their minds, but what's, what's some of those big challenges that they're facing right away? Sure. So it's funny you're asking me this because 18 months ago, my answer would have been totally different than it is now, right? But COVID-19 is, is, is hopefully it's come and gone. Um, but the challenges were clearly timelines, right? Um, for Well, in the last 18 months anyways, timelines, uh, the court process, the the um, unpredictability of the courts. When is my case going to be heard? When is it not? The unavailability of uh, you know some of the resources that the courts provide to clients, such as ADR, and quite honestly, I mean just the the chaos of COVID nineteen. Now, pre that though, if I remember actually, a year ago, a year and a half ago, what challenges they faced? Well, you know, depending on the case, workers' compensation, somebody can't work, so they're relying on every bit and morsel of that benefit that they do get, which is still a haircut from what they're used to, to be able to live, to be able to, you know, support their families, support their kids, feed their families, you know, get their kids to school, have their kids play sports, uh, take care of themselves. So workers' compensation, a lot of it is just the logistics behind regular checks. It, it seems like an easy thing. Auto pay, the checks go to the clients, everybody's happy. I just don't know if the finger's broken and can't select the auto pay option or the insurance companies just don't have the internal infrastructure to be able to execute, you know, these auto pay situations so that these these issues we run into on the workers' comp side with, you know, payments being timely or medical treatment being timely um, authorized is something that can be, you know, can be fixed and fixed, you know, swiftly. Mm -hmm. um, the personal injury side, which you run into is timing. So you have some insurance companies, if any other lawyers are watching this, they'll understand every state's different. Our, uh, our harder insurance companies are two in particular that come to mind and they offer crappy money with the hopes that they can get your client in a desperate situation. So they just take it. So a big issue we run into with clients are sometimes lawyer Connecticut's a big advertising state so lawyers make all these crazy promises on commercials that they can't deliver on and some of the stuff is false so they raise clients ex expectations so high that they really give the, you know put the client in a, in a detrimental position because the issue you run into is the clients like oh well my case can settle for six months at full value this is what some of the case values are when realistically every case is so like you know individualized that you can't really tell a client what their case is going to settle for until you have all the meds, the accident uh, information, you know who the insurance company is, what the limits are. So I think a lot of it on the personal injury side is expectations are too high walking in at times as far as timing, value, uh, you know, swiftness. Some people think I have a lawyer, they're God, they're going to fix this all around. And yes, I would love to be able to do all those things. And we do meet our clients' expectations and we exceed those expectations. But unless you want to take 25% of the value of a case, you got to let the attorney do what they need to do. So I think the, the, the issues that the clients have come from unrealistic expectations heightened by improper attorney advertising in my state anyways. Well, that's super insightful. So, um, yeah, I would think you'd want to, you know, under promise and over deliver. Right. I mean, that's the and, way I always do it. Right. So, uh, yeah. but, but some attorney, you know, you got to remember not everybody, they're, just, has they're been, trying to get any eyeballs they can. Right. Not everybody. You, so I've done, I did MBA coursework and I did my JD. Right. So, so not every lawyer can be a lawyer. Sure. But not every lawyer can own a business. So 
if the two clash and the lawyer does not know how to properly market themselves, as I said, the clients are the ones that pay for it. So I am with you, right? Under promise, overperform. Some lawyers are just like promise anything to get the case. And that's where the issue is. I, I can't tell you how many people come in my office. Maybe I'm a first opinion, second opinion, whatever the case may be. And they'll say to me, hey, you know, I was in a car accident, rear-ended, back and neck. I don't know what's wrong with me yet. I've been to the hospital. Don't know what my bills are. Happened five days ago. What's my value? I'm like, ma'am, I'd be doing you a disservice if I told you what the value of your case is. I'm not that, you know, I wear my ethics on my sleeve. I'm not going to do that. Um, I will speak to you about your case. I will tell you the positives, the pros and cons from the little bit of information I have. They will leave my office. They will go to another office. Some attorney will make them all kinds of promises they can't keep. They'll sign without a lawyer and they're always back within eight weeks. Oh, well, now this is happening. And this, yeah, well, it's happening because- that the ultimate scam is the lawyer that, that you know, I, I don't know if it's intentional or what, but the ultimate scam is the lawyer that makes all these promises that are just unable to really be met. You know, that, that makes a lot of sense. And we, we all see the crazy, like, you know, personal injury, you know, commercials and stuff. And, and some you of some crazy little... ones down there, right? I mean, the South is oh. crazy, I feel like, <laughs> than the Northeast. We're, we're like team up here. I've seen some- We're on the border. Before. We're like right on the Northeast- South, you know, we could go the way, I guess. But um, yeah, we definitely got some crazy ones here. So I was in Florida or Arizona, I don't remember. And there's this guy that dresses like a, like a monkey. Do you know what I'm talking about? And he like, I will eat you. He's like the, I don't know what it is. And I'm like, oh my, if I were a client, I'd be scared. And then there's that other guy that's in Texas that like, I've seen some of his YouTubes. The guy that, um, he's like crazy. He's screaming into the kid. Do you know what I'm talking about? He's like screaming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have a guy here locally. We have a guy here locally that to remain nameless. Nameless. He basically, yeah, he screams the whole time and he's like yelling at you. And, I don't and understand. There's these crazy graphics and like. I think it would scare me if I were clients. We totally I mean, what do I know, right? Maybe, maybe that maybe does it for people, but it doesn't do it for me. I'd be like, Jesus. You got to remember. And what clients have to remember, and as lawyers, we have to remember, our clients should be looking at us saying, measure, sizing us up saying, this is the person that's eventually going to be in front of a jury. Would I like them? Would I listen to what they're promising me? Would I want to give their clients money? Like, that's what you, and, and so yeah. it might be sexy and funny for me to go, ah, but what do you think a jury's going to be like? This chick is crazy. Yeah. This woman needs some sort of medication. I don't know what kind, but she does. And by the way, that means the client must be crazy for hiring her. So I'm not going to help the client. I mean, but these are these people on TV that are all crazy and everything else. They're not people trying your cases. I try yeah, cases. It's, yeah. Trying your cases. These are people that I, you know, spend, you know, probably 10 hours a week courting for TV and then they go to Florida on their yacht or whatever. They do, so, yeah, I guess as you know, um, as you're trying to market, right, you're trying to be like, I want people to remember me and, and stand out. So they're accomplishing that maybe, but yep. I don't see how it's in a, in a positive way. And in the I'm day, I, my next commercial until I have work. <laughs> no, I won't. At the end of the day, at the end of the day, you know, um, yeah, we do digital marketing. So we're, we just want to be there when they're actually looking. I and, uh, you know, so that's what we focus on. But all right. So this will kind of lead into something you just said, I think, um, you know, what are some of the, the common mistakes that when, when a client comes to you, uh, what are the common mistakes they have made kind of in this process? And, and you mentioned one where they might go to a firm and they say, oh, we'll just promise you the world. But what are some of the mistakes they may have made before? they even come to you that's a great question they're like oh i wish you didn't do that you know yeah that's gonna um, make your job to harder insurance companies those statements are recorded and will be used later don't talk to the insurance you're you're getting a lawyer so that the lawyer can best advise you as to what you need to do to you know to to best have the best chance of a, a recovery at the end so you talking to an insurance company you you know i would just tell you don't do the insurance companies have i they have one interest and that's to protect themselves 
themselves, right? So the money comes out of their pockets. So you got to remember that and keep that in mind. The insurance companies, you know, I mean, I'm not saying they're all bad people. Look, I'm friends with a lot of insurance adjusters. I get it. But, you know, their jobs are to work for the insurance company, not you. So, you know, unfortunately, I would say don't give a statement. They record those statements. They take them down. Another mistake that they make is they go to the hospital, the ambulance, and they don't tell anybody what happened. They don't tell anybody what happened in the accident. They speak to the police officer and they say they know what happened. I don't know what happened. You know, maybe this did happen. I mean, they try to make the defense's case for them or they tell the police they're not hurt just to avoid the ambulance when they really are. And it creates, guys, it creates horrible hardship for me because now I have to say insurance company, look down the road. He may have said he wasn't hurt or she may have said she wasn't hurt, but she was. She just didn't want the big bill from the ambulance. Then you get into the fight. Well, you know, how hurt could they have been if they were thinking about bills over health? So, you know, if you, if, if you're, if you're totally hundred percent sure, it's a little tiny, you know, tap, you're probably not calling me anyways for that tap and you're fine, then fine, give it up. But if you feel shaken up or whatever, it's okay to say I'm shaken up not feeling the greatest, you know, um, I'm not sure, you know, I'll follow up with somebody later, leave the door open. But when you say this statement, no, in my world, yeses and nos are the most strongest statements you can give. I don't know. I'm not in a position to decide. I'm unsure. I'll go get checked out. Those are the proper answers. So those are the big mistakes. And they don't take pictures. They take pictures of everything. They take pictures of their feet. They take pictures of like, you know, selfies, they dance. So these, the music things, they do TikTok, they do everything. And you're not taking a picture. Uh, I mean, they take, literally they take selfies in the car. You're not taking a picture of your wrecked car in the other wrecked car at the scene. I don't get it. So I just, I don't get it. So those are the main pitfalls people run into. And obviously calling a lawyer that's on a billboard or I am on billboards or and on commercials. I'm also on commercials without doing your due diligence and actually looking up who these people are. What do the reviews say? What, I mean, we're, I mean, I hate to say it, but like lawyers, you know, we do sell ourselves in some ways we're selling a service. So of course, the glowing recommendations from one lawyer about themselves is going to be high, right? That's what they've been trained to do. And that's what they have to do to make money. Do your own research. Look them up. See what the reviews say. See, are they actually signing the pleadings in court? Do they have any cases in court? Are you the, the guinea pig? Are you the only case they have? You know, this kind of thing. I think those are the main pitfalls that people make when hiring a lawyer. Oh, excuse me, before hiring a lawyer. That's a good point there. So I'm writing all that down. So in case I get hit. I will know what not to do, but I mean, that's a good point. I mean, yeah, social media, we're on it every day and I can see a lot of people just doing whatever. And then they're coming back trying to make a case and, you know, they didn't even take, they didn't do due diligence on, you know, documenting the wreck or if they had an injury that was visible, a bruise or whatever. Right. So, and, and now they have all this negative, you know, all these things stacking against them. They go home with a broken leg <clears throat> from the scene of the accident because they didn't want the bill. They found out their legs broke. I, I'm telling, I've seen everything. Well, I can see like I can see like a guy being like, "Oh, I'm fine," you know, and just want to yep. be tough or just walk it off or whatever, and then be like, "Okay, I'm actually really hurt." <laughs> Happens all the time. And now you basically give a statement that you're you're not hurt and you're fine. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Recorded statement. Well, very good insight. Um, so we'll have to get this out to the rest of the world, so not just attorneys see this, so uh, <laughs> everyone can know what what not to do when they get in, the, in a wreck. So, okay, so you you mentioned to, uh, a little bit about this too. How do you current, currently get clients in this? I know there's more than one way, but what has you know really been what you see is the best way to get clients? Honestly, it's not even a way. It's you. <laughs> so you have to be you. I watch every day 
all these guys kill each other on billboards, then I just do something different. And, and I'm like, you guys are making it easy for me because you guys are just all killing each other. Be you. People need to get to know you. They don't want to see how great you are on a billboard. They don't care if you ride a motorcycle. That doesn't make you a good motorcycle attorney. They don't care about any of that. They just want to get to know you and they want to feel comfortable with you. So the advice I would give is just be you. Look, I am on the billboards. I am on the commercials. I am on social media. I am everywhere, but be you. I mean, when you're you, then they're, you know, they all do it the same. So you got to figure out what about you is different. My hair is my big thing, right? Everybody knows me as the, the woman with the hair. Fine. So therefore we, we can joke about this and say, I can never change it, but um, you know, it's the brand. I mean, it's going to, it's on our logo. It's, it's everywhere. But you know, at the end of the day, you got to find something about you that makes you, you different, whether it's, your your take on cases, whether it's your, your the way that you handle cases, whether what you can bring to the table, whether you have ten kids, whether you you know you you uh, were adopted, whether you're diabetic, whatever it is that makes you you, and then you got to use that to market yourself because nobody can compete with you. People try to copy me all the time, and do you know the calls that I get? Did you see the guy on the TV? He's trying to do what you do, but we all know you. Isn't that ridiculous? My billboards, I move them around. Don't you think that's for a reason, right? There's a reason that I'm yeah. done with the, and then the, the the competitors go on as sloppy seconds. I'm like, clients don't want to see that. Like it's dumb. And, you know, so you gotta, you, and you have to spend money. You can't, you can't drive a Maserati or a Lambo and not invest in your business. You have to spend <laughs> your money. Reach in your cobwebbed pockets, pull out money and spend it because that's what I'm doing. And that's what everybody else, well, not everybody else, but some people are doing. And this is why solos have a hard time competing in my small state. They have a hard time competing because they don't want these, these, these people don't want to spend money. They think, oh, so you said you're in digital marketing. So you're aware of all these crazy companies. I get LinkedIn messages every day. So yeah. you're aware. So if it seems too good to be true, it is. I can give you nine guaranteed leads for $200. Guys, do you know what those leads are most of the time? Their leads recycled <laughs> from other lawyers that they keep passing down, the passing down, passing down 90% of the time. So, you know, if it seems too good to be true, it is. The app, the only way you can get a cost difference in your cost per acquisition is to spend more money. It's called a volume discount, right? That's the only way you're going to get it. People are like, oh, well, per cost per acquisition, <laughs> I, this is not my cost. It's much better than this. Two grand. That's average in Connecticut, by the way. Okay. It's a lot for solo, but this guy's offering me 800. You're not getting, you're not paying 800 for cost per acquisition if the other guys are spending two. It's, it's a too good to be true. And then these guys walk away. They're happy. The marketers, you spent the money. They made their what? 10%, 20%, whatever the hell it is. They're happy. Everybody's happy. And then you're left and you're like, I didn't get any clients. Well, there's no guarantees. Read the small print. We're all lawyers, right? So, you know, the big thing you can do is be smart about it. Try to find avenues, market. Don't go and shoot a commercial at a park in a major city in a freaking suit. The hell? It doesn't make sense. Go out there in like, you know, I, honestly, I hate to say it, but like go out there in this inner city, if that's what you choose. If you have no business being there because you have no connection, don't be somebody you're not, you know, go amongst who you hang with. You know, referrals are the cheapest form of advertising. So don't do And The other thing people do is they promise that, you know, they'll pay a 60, 70% referral fee. You don't work for free. That's crazy. So what I can tell you is this. People ask me what the secret is. I would not, unless somebody has a million dollars, depending on your state, Florida would be much higher than this, liquid money that you can go put on a roulette wheel and understand there's a chance you're not getting it back. You need to hang your license with an established firm. 
because you will never make it as a solo or you will, but you'll make 150 grand a year. And we all know we didn't spend $250,000 a year to make 150 grand a year. So <laughs> I mean, that's like my piece. I, I, I you, you kind of getting to know me a bit. I'm very, this is how I, <laughs> no, I love it. Absolutely yeah, love it. I mean, this is me, right? This is the part that they can't compete with because this is personality. It's something you're born with, right? And you didn't develop as you live, but yeah. don't play don't don't play don't be the victim of the scams and just be you i mean that's my biggest thing be you and people will respect you for it you don't want people to hire you for somebody they think you are you're not and then they fire you that's even worse you'd rather not the cases at all there's no problem with hanging your license with an established firm as long as that firm is open and gives you a right of advancement and uh, like i said unless you have a million bucks you inherited from uncle johnny somewhere and you can put it on a robot wheel and, and lose it and understand that you know you're not going to like go do something crazy if you do then that is your first year's budget baby sink it in throw it everywhere plan to not have a life for a year two years and then plan on when you make the million back reinvesting the million if you and plan on paying your employees first. So that's the hardest part, right? Is I haven't made any money, but I'm paying payroll of half a million dollars. You bet. Yeah. Cause those are the people that are helping build your empire. So those are the things I would tell you is you're asking me about what, what, what my recommendation is. My recommendation is be you understand that what the competition actually looks like. Don't fall victim to the scams and make sure you have a serious bankroll in order to be able to fund yourself or the first three don't even matter. No, absolutely. I love it. Uh, I totally agree. You, can, you can't put less into it and, and get more out of it. There's there's not shortcuts to to all this stuff. And uh, and then I, I totally agree with you on, you know, paving your own path, if you will. Like everyone you're trying to copy a competitor or you know, trying to do what they do is it's just a terrible way to do things. And I think you need to stand out and you don't want to compete anyway. You want to dominate like that's it. You, There's no, everybody else pays to compete with me. That's how yeah. I look at it. I don't pay to compete with them. They pay to compete with me. So I am the surcharge. And then it goes above there. If you have that mentality and then you own it and then you run your business that way, they can't compete with you. Yeah, I, I love it. Yeah, I think if you're competing, you're always just one step behind. You're always trying to figure out what they did and then try to re replicate it. And it's just not going to work out. Yeah. So 100%. do your own thing, get creative. Uh, I actually was checking out your Facebook page and I saw... I guess something you just did yesterday, you went live, but it was like uh, cooking, baking and sipping. And then you were talking about like, Workman's, since COVID. Yeah, and you're talking about like workman's comp. And I was like, this is awesome. <laughs> and the yeah, only way I'd want to actually hear anything about it. I was like, I can tune into that. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, you have to keep your eye out though. We'll see what the, what the, uh, the competitors decide to do. They're what they won't be as likable as me. So it's fine. But um, you know, like I well, said, I mean, yeah. when you come yeah. up with a great idea, Plan on it being stolen and then plan to be humored about the comments about it later from your clients. When you when you are the 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 you know grandmother, so to speak, I guess you'd call it, right? That grandfather of something of an idea, it's always called that idea, right? Like that person is that idea, that's what they associate it with. As I said, somebody seeing my bacon sip should be like, huh, I wonder what I could do. That's similar. Do you do you fix cars? Go fix a car and talk about family law as you do it. Do you put together playground sets? Do you, I don't know. Do you collect antiques? Take somebody to the flea market. I'm just, I'm serious. Like it sounds so stupid, but I, people want to know you. They don't want to know lawyer you. They don't want to know like John Smith ESQ or Jane Smith yeah. ESQ. They want to know Jane Smith. No, I, I totally, I love it. And we actually, mostly through COVID, we, right before COVID actually, we did a thing called Lunchtime Live. It's got kind of similar to what you did, but we, I'd have like a, one of my employees and we were just sitting here and yeah. we'd literally just be shooting the shit, like talking about whatever, 
um, and they were always fun and it was doing lunch and, you know, we just created this whole like thing on it. And, um, yeah. but we were just being natural. It wasn't scripted or planned and like that, but this is the best way. You know, absolutely. So I, I love seeing that. I was like, I can definitely tune in and learn you, something about law. We're going to be doing some grilling growlers this summer. Oh, sweet. Grilling and growling. So I guess beer and how I cook, which I do, by the way, uh, a, a perfect steak or a burger. Right. Fun. Have a beer. Chill out. Listen to, you know, it's so funny how many calls I get. You know, I always see you. I never thought I'd use you. And then, holy crap, I got an accident. You're the first person that came to mind. That's the point. That means your marketing is working. Well, you you're don't... making real connections yeah. with people. And even though you're making real connections with people and they're like, I, I feel like I know you. I've never met you. And I, if I ever, get, you know, sometimes we get clients that way. And mm -hmm. actually, a client I was talking to this morning that, that kind of came that way. Oh, I feel like I've met you. I know you guys, blah, blah, blah. Never met them in our lives. And, and they know that, but <laughs> yeah. they just, they follow your social media yeah, yeah. and eventually they say, Hey, you know, I've been wanting to hire you guys. And then boom, there you go. So yeah, really cool. So, all right, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. I mean, you, you kind of answered my next yeah. question in that, but um, as far as like, you know, what's your agenda for, I guess my last question would be, what's your agenda for the next, you know, year or five years, like either from a marketing standpoint, positioning standpoint, growth, uh, what do you see coming? Growth. I see, um, <laughs> if you're asking, I see that I'll be meeting a lot of competitors outside the state of Connecticut coming because growth is key. The brand is gaining a lot of ground. The brand is strong and we keep providing, you know, amazing services to clients. They talk about it. Our referral base is huge. And I, like I said, I'm not, I do not have a plateau period. I do not have an agenda set saying, okay, once I hit this, I'm done. Once I hit this, I go double that and then I go triple that and then I go quadruple that. So I'm young. I have a lot of, uh, I have a lot of ideas. I have a lot of uh, energy still in me. The law hasn't burned me out and I plan on utilizing that to continue the build of the empire. So that. I love it. She said empire. That's what I'm talking about. So yeah, I, I love it. We um, it's, it's kind of funny. Like, you know, when we talk with potential clients you know, for our firm is we're looking for law firms that are looking to grow. Like, we're not really looking to partner up with firms that are like, eh, I'm kind of checking out and I'm going to retire in a couple of years because, you know, how fun is that for us? Like, you know, we're not going to get any success out of that. We can't do cool things and help them grow. So, so that's really cool to hear. So, um, well, best of luck with all that. What's Thank the you. best way? What's the best way for the audience to connect with you? This again, as if anyone's watching now or sure. later, what's the best way to connect? I do have your website here. I posted I'll put yeah. that in the comments as well. Um, I would say that, I mean, you can obviously find us on our website. You can email me directly at Brooke, B-R-O-O-K-E, at golflawgroup.net, um, again, .net, and, um, or you can call the office. I, I, I do return all of my calls. It's 203-399-0000. Uh, you can hit extension two. You'll get my uh, reception area, and they will make sure I get your message, then I'll set up a call with you. But if you have questions about anything I've said, ideas, whatever the case might be, I regularly uh, talk to people about their businesses, um, obviously, uh, their ideas, whether they, I get asked all the time, do you think this will work from just normal strangers? 90% of the time, my answer is, well, by 80% of the time, my answer is no, or it needs to be tweaked. But those are my opinions. That's what this world's about. But, uh, you know, so I'm happy to talk to people. It's no imposition on me. Uh, that's actually one of the best things I get to do is do conversations like this, keynote speak, do these fun things so that I can help people, you know, find their success and find their, uh, find their inner entrepreneur and how to grow it. So. Well, I definitely think you had a lot of great messages today. Any lawyer listening, 
you've got to have picked up some stuff here because uh, I, I see all a lot of things that you're mentioning and and some of the you know just the blah kind of marketing out there or the extremely insane insane marketing out there. You know, there's a lot of people that need help. So hopefully we got some good messages out of this today and reach out. If someone was going to connect with you or, or follow you, I guess, um, I look, your Facebook looks really strong. It looks like that'd yeah. be a good place to start. Um, is there, okay. Excellent. Yeah. So check like Brooke that. out on Facebook. Um, she's going to be doing those lives. I'm definitely going to check those out myself sure. and to check out more of these episodes. You know, you check out raylaw.com. Anyone watching, we specialize in digital marketing for law firms. If you need help, have questions, reach out, and we'll be happy to help you. If you're a managing partner, reach out too uh, if you'd like to be featured on the episode. So, uh, Brooke, thanks so much. Thank have you. a great day and uh, enjoy the beach house. Yeah, well, it's going to be a beautiful week, so it's good. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it is going to be nice. All right, bye, everybody. Bye.